four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Bottom of the Nine podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Rodriguez, and today we're here with, I don't even know what to call you, the Dragon, College Burnout, Nick Tanner. What's going on, dude? What up? What up? Yeah, I actually, I meet a lot of people who like call me the Dragon or Burnout or something like that. (laughs) And I'll like text them and I'll be like, hey, uh, it's Nick Tanner. And they'll be like, I don't know why you gave me your real name. I'm saving your number as the dragon. Well, dude, when you when you texted me and I was like, I texted you, and I was like, I don't even know this guy's name. Like, do I call him the dragon? Do I call him? Yeah. What, what's his dude's actual name? What the fuck, you know? But it's funny, dude. It's cool. Nick Tanner, you have like, you have these black ass names, dude, like crazy names, the dragon college burnout. And then it's like, no offense. You have like the most like normal, no. name, just Nick Tanner. Yeah. Like the most normal thing. White dude plays baseball. Parents are upper middle class. Nick Tanner, <laughs> Nick Tanner, dude. All right, bro. So, so where are you from, dude? And and where where'd you grow up? How did when did you start playing baseball? When did this whole thing start, dude? Uh, I'm from Gwinnett County uh, in Georgia. We're just northeast of Atlanta. I've uh, been here just about my whole life. Um, started playing baseball when I was like three. Um, I, I posted on my story, or I mean, on my page a couple weeks ago. Whenever I hit 100k on TikTok, and just mm-hmm. kind of told some of the story, but. Just um, played my whole life, um, wanted to be a professional player for a long time, worked really hard in high school. Um, I was never like a huge, perfect game, you know, high level training guy. We were poor for a few years, so it was just kind of like, hey, let's go play some baseball, um, right, right. you know, and uh, it was just simple stuff, you know, I, I get that elbow up, squash the bug and. Just and the most so, I mean, traditional just, stuff, right? Yeah. So I just I worked hard. I lifted a lot of weights. Um, and then I had a family friend who was a former player and a current coach at Georgia Gwinnett College. Um, okay. They're a huge NAIA, and they just happen to be in my you know home county. Okay. So I uh, I ended up there, um, and not knowing anything about the NAIA, I didn't realize how good they were, and mm-hmm. I just like. I, I didn't really play a lot, you know, like yeah. every year there's some dude who got in trouble doing drugs at UCLA and he throws 95 and it's like, we'll take yeah. him. There's some dude that gets released by <laughs> yeah. the Padres, you know, who hits bombs and it's like, all right, we'll take him. That's crazy. So, you know, what's funny dude, is the NAIA thing like that, that in itself is such a weird conference. Cause like I, I have buddies of mine, one, two of them are playing um, one's in the frontier and one's in the American league and indie ball. And they're like, yeah, dude, I didn't, I didn't know that you could get drafted, go play pro ball, get released, and then go back and play NAI. I had no idea that that was even a rule. I thought like you were done after you get drafted. It, that's the crazy thing. That's why we get some of those guys, and it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm fucking, I'm like, oh, dude, next year is my year. I'm gonna crack the lineup. Like, yeah. this is it for me. And then some dude like just shows up, and it's like, oh, he was playing professional baseball for two and a half years. He hits balls 110 consistently. Okay. <laughs> the bench isn't so bad after all. Yeah. You know? like, I'll just chill back here. It's no big deal, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I just – I dealt with a lot of that. Um, and then towards the end of my career, I was just getting, like, you know, burnout. Like, there was college burnout. Just mm-hmm. – uh, I felt like nobody outworked me. But, you know, just a little bit of talent, a little bit of know-how, just having experience um, with some of that higher-level stuff. Yeah, it just kind of caught up to me. I hurt my wrist, and then just kind of sat down, talked to my coach, and was like, "You know, hey man, I'll play through the pain. I just need four to five starts in a row to get comfortable." And he just mm-hmm. basically said, "Like, hey man, I can't do that." Um, 
which is kind of fucked because it's like in the NAI, man, you're gonna have some weeks when you're playing people where like at GGC we're gonna we're gonna beat somebody seventeen to two. Like oh, yeah. And it's like, bro, you couldn't you couldn't throw me a few starts in left field. Yeah, I know, um, really, dude. Like, come on. But it was whatever, you know, that that t- tells me a lot about how he valued me as, you know, mm-hmm. a player and all that. And it's whatever. I get the college baseball's cutthroat. Like, um, you know, that's part of what it is. It's just to me, it's like if if it's a business, if it's cutthroat don't don't act like it's family you know yeah yeah you just just but um so that that really uh it fucked me up a little bit it killed me um my love for baseball for a while just because i felt like um my whole life it felt like god was telling me like you know baseball is i'm gonna give you this big platform through baseball and you're gonna impact all these people Mm -hmm. so i registered that in my brain as like oh mlb that's the only way that god's gonna do that for me is like mlb and yeah. so when that didn't work out, that really uh, – can you still hear me? Yeah, you're good, bro. You're good. Okay. Sorry. I saw the video disappear. Um, yeah. Give me one second. Okay. We're back here. Because I yeah. think, like, you're cutting um, out a little bit. So I was just going to put it on low data mode, but it's all good because it will still get here. the video. Did that yeah, help at go. all or no? Yeah, you're good. Sick. can hear you perfect. Yeah, we're perfect. There we go. All right. Yeah. I just, I figured my Wi-Fi might've been fucking us up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so whenever, uh, whenever that all kind of fell apart, it just like kind of really broke me as a person. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of athletes out there can understand that you get your whole identity wrapped around something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously there's a lot of smart people out there that say like, don't make that your identity, mm-hmm. but it's like, sometimes there are some people where it's like that is who you were created to be that's the field you're you're supposed to be in um and so i struggled for a while and then i just started making money and then um i got a text from this random number that just said like hey uh i've been working with one of my old teammates caleb gay um Mm -hmm. he was supposed to do a lesson he can't make it uh he recommended you could you come up here so I was like, you know, all right, I'm in this phase of life where I'm just trying to make money. What's the most valuable skill that I have right now mm-hmm. per, you know, dollars per hour? Okay, it's baseball. I'll go do a lesson, whatever. Um, and then he liked me. And then he's like, hey, just, you know, I've got a few lessons for you. And then he brings me back. And then it turns into me. Hey, do you want to coach this 13U team? Do you want to start taking on lessons here full time? Mm-hmm. And then that year that I coached that 13U team, it it showed me what baseball was supposed to be about. And it it was something that like I'd been missing for years and years. And you just see these kids like, yeah, they work hard. Yeah. They want to play, but like, they just, they just have so much fun. There's just so much fuck around. There's so much like just silly goose energy. And it's like, I would just, no matter how serious the situation was supposed to be with those kids, a big loss, a big win, a big, whatever, you could always look at one of them and just say something super fucked up, something super out of character. And they're going to laugh. They're never like taking it too serious. serious. Yeah. 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 And so it like, it really just, it made me love the game again and realize like, okay, yeah, I allowed somebody to take away my love for baseball because I was like connecting the dots between me loving baseball and MLB. And that's the only path. And it was just them showing me, like, this is just a game. Like, there are grown men out there who have this as their hobby. This is just how they stay physically active. And and I just – 
I was like, all right, I'm just going to start training again. And so I started, you know, I've got old videos of me just throwing live ABs back when I was throwing 80 miles an hour and grunting mm-hmm. um, and just throwing to some high school kids. And then it just like I started training more and more. And then I got into a men's league. Um, I'd put on like 45 pounds, lifted Ooh, a ton shit. just to try. Dude, it was it was bad for me. Like <laughs> I'm coming back down now because like mentally and physically it just made me feel like shit. But it made me throw hard. Okay. I got up to like. I got up to like 250 pounds. Um, I was throwing, I was topping out at like 90. Uh, I think I think I hit 91 once. Um, and then just went super hard in that men's league. I, I had a little GoPro, started kind of Hell filming yeah. stuff, um, you know, from the dugout. Just had it on a tripod. Just like, hey, I'm going to hit. Let's kind of aim it that way. Let's mm-hmm. get a mic. Um, just real cheap setup. Nothing crazy quality. And just started making some goofy videos. And um you know, I'd started building up on TikTok just through goofy little like lip sync videos um, and then leading into the men's league stuff. And then the men's league stuff, I just started acting like a jackass and just like <laughs> kind of putting more like character and personality mm-hmm. out there. And people loved it. They were just mm-hmm. like eating it up. Dude, and so I was I like, first, when I first saw your video, it was like the one of like you, it, it looked like, it literally looked like how you look right here. Just saying you're going to destroy some dude in like a Sunday league game. And I thought that was the funniest shit. And that was like the first time I had ever seen anything of you. And I was like, this guy's like either like taking this too seriously, but you could tell it was like satirical. It was, it was your kidding around, but dude, it was like, I was like, this is like, like secretly what everyone thinks when they go out to the men's league, whether it's recreational <laughs> Or whether it's they're 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 still doing it because they think they have a shot. Everyone when they get into that moment has that same mentality, whether they want to admit it or not. That's what made it so hilarious. That that is exactly like you hit the nail on the head. There's everybody loves it, and there's some people that like can't see the humor in it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this guy's washed up. He really thinks he's all that." And it's like, "Hey, bud, like my name's College Burnout. Like <laughs> Burnout. Like I wasn't successful even in the NAI." Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's literally it is like, it's a joke. It's a character. It's something that everybody can relate to. But like deep down, every athlete, every washed up athlete, they want to be able to be that guy and run their mouth unapologetically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, socially we have to, you know, we don't want to offend people. We don't want to mm-hmm. come off as a total douchebag. Yeah. We don't want to come off as caring too much. But like, Like you said, there's a lot of 45-year-old grown men with a mortgage, a salary, and three kids. And when they get in that box in their head, they're looking at that other dude saying, like, I'm about to fucking ruin your career, bro. (laughs) Like, That's the truth, man. Like, That's what I do. Like, I'll say, like, I don't really care because I play on Sundays, too. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't really. No, I'm just going to go out and hang out. But the minute I, like, step on the mound to pitch, it's like it's something different, dude. You're like, fuck this guy here. I'm coming right at you with, like, my whole 84, 85 that I can throw now, like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you, bro. That's like, but see, that's so like you bringing that humor to it, man. Like it just refreshes like this whole like like recreational part of the game that people like. There's the guys that don't want to play anymore that played in college, that are like men's league's a joke. I don't want to play anymore. But it's like, yeah, it's not really, man. It's like it's fun. It's it's just like a recreational thing. You've done this your whole life. Why not just do it and like take all the pressure off? I don't know. That's and the the pressure was the big thing. And um, my buddy Cam Corsi, he uh, he played with the Diamondbacks. He's um, been the face of the facility I've been filming at for like mm-hmm. the last year. Um, and I'm actually he's building a new facility in Buford, uh, Georgia, Sauce Athletics, right oh, now. Nice. That's supposed to be fucking tricked out, and so that's where I'll be filming 
whenever I get back home from North Carolina. Sick. And uh, <clears throat> he, um, he, he and I would joke, and he'd be like, dude, you're better now than when you ever actually, like, played. And I, I genuinely think it's true. Like, obviously, you know, practicing, hitting all the time. Like, there were some things I did better. But the biggest thing is, like, when I played, because I cared so much about my performance, because I wanted to go play pro, and because I maybe didn't have the same talent or high-level knowledge background as everybody else, and I had to work so hard. Mm-hmm. In order to work so hard, you have to care very deeply. Okay. But sometimes in that, you can like cross this line where you care so much that it becomes like its own form of internal pressure. And it becomes this like weight on you. Mm-hmm. And it, it screws up your performance. You're, you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good, bro. You're all good. You're no overheated. <laughs> so, Is it hot over there? Dude, it's not. That's why I was so confused. So I just ran inside and grabbed my laptop. No, you're good, dude. That'll work. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting it plugged in so there's not any more shit that comes up. No, you're good. So what we'll do, bro, we'll just cut it. Like I'll cut that piece and we'll just go back. This happens like it happened with the worst stick guys. It happens with it happens most times, so it's all good. Um, one second. All right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you were saying about taking like how like people play now with less pressure, like you're better now than you ever were type oh. shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I really think that like getting into that mindset of um, you know, I'm I'm here to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like I am here because I am a college burnout. I'm here with mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes who also didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And we're playing this game because we love it and we want to yeah. have fun. Change the dynamic. And now it's like, hey, I'm coming after you. I'm throwing this fastball down the middle. Like you said, like this 84, 85, mm-hmm. I'm about to pump it down your throat. <laughs> if you can hit it, hit it. Um, yeah. And, uh, man, just getting to that, like, it opened me up to be the player that I trained to be when I was mm-hmm. still playing. Like, yeah. I had the tools, I had the qualities, but I couldn't completely unlock myself mentally because I had that pressure. And so, yeah. you know, I really do think, in some ways that I'm a better player than when I was training six days a week and lifting all the time and, and doing all that stuff. Um, yeah. it, it really just, it frees you up so much. Dude. Like that's, it's funny you say that. Cause like, I feel like that now too. Like, it's not like, that's not like, just like, I don't think that's just like special to you guys. Like that's how I feel. Like when I play now, I'm like, I feel like my mental, like my mindset, like pitching wise is just so much better. And it's so much more clear. I'm not worried about throwing like 95, trying to throw as hard as I can to like impress some scouts or some shit. This doesn't exist. No. You're just like playing just to play, which makes it that Hurting much more your arm, fun. Like, yeah, no I mean, I did but, do that. actually. I did but. too, but right there, bro. <laughs> Believe me, I, I did it too. <laughs> but so it's funny you say, so you put on all that weight and you threw, you were throwing that hard and then you lost it all. Cause I know you showed, you showed that picture. You were shredded. So did you do that? Did just, you just got shredded and lost all the weight just cause you just like stopped keeping up like that like regimen or like what, what happened so at that point? The, the picture of me that was like shredded up, that was from probably two years ago. That was right before I put on the weight. So that was okay. me like fresh out of college. I was an outfielder and I wanted to be like very well balanced. I wanted mm-hmm. to be fast. still be able to hit for power. And I was probably sitting like 205 at the time. Damn, and, how tall uh, are you? 6'3". Oh, you're a big dude. Fuck, I'm like 5'10". So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I, I just like, I didn't feel like I had enough mass. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I'd always like my whole life, I always told myself like, Oh, I just can't gain weight. And people would be like, Oh, like, are you eating enough? And like, I did eat a ton, but I wasn't eating enough consistently. And, right. um, Steven Muzan, the, uh, head athletic trainer at the facility I trained at, he, um, I told him like, Hey man, I'm thinking about getting back into it. I just want to throw gas. Like that's it. <laughs> and he said, all right, like we can do that. And so mm -hmm. I started, um, <clears throat> the first two months I did bodybuilding exercises just like yep. five days a week and four to five days a week when I would leave LA fitness <laughs> with this juicy, nasty ass pump, I would go straight to McDonald's and kill about oh, four dude. to six double cheeseburgers. And, what? um, Holy crap. Four to five days a week, four to six double cheeseburgers. Um, they had that two for three mix and match going mm -hmm. on. You yeah. get two of them for three bucks. I think it's like three fifty now. Um, <laughs> But that I put on 45 pounds because I made it up to 250 pounds. And I think it took me about two and a half months. Holy shit. Um, and so it was like a couple months of bodybuilding and then a couple months of like heavy, heavy weightlifting sets of three sets of five, just squat, deadlift, bench, overhead press. <clears throat> I got my numbers, um, ex maybe not deadlift, but I got all my other numbers above what they'd ever been before. And like, just that. from that, not even doing throwing training, my velo started like going up, like mm -hmm. just having mass moving down the mound. Like, um, the first time I swung a bat after that, like I was just hitting balls five, 10 miles an hour harder. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, like, it was great. Like, except for the fact that like, you can watch my men's league mic'd up videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to get like a lot of comments about it actually, um, where people would be like, why does it look like he's running so fast and so slow at the same time? <laughs> and like, it was super weird. Like, I don't know what it was, but that's how it felt. Like, yeah. I felt like I was still athletic and running fast, but like simultaneously I'm like running on my, like my heels. It just, yeah. it looked terrible. <laughs> um, but like it did great for what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just kind of got to that point, um, within the last few few months where it's just like being that heavy it's a lot to carry around it's a lot mm -hmm. to continually train I've always felt better when I was lighter and like quick twitch and mm -hmm. athletic and loose yeah um, so that's kind of one of the reasons I'm training in North Carolina with tread athletics is because like one I want to get my arm healthy but I want to be able to throw hard mm -hmm. without having to be 250 pounds eating McDonald's four days a week, you know, <laughs> lifting the house. Yeah. I want to yeah. go be me, be athletic, be able to go play basketball, be able yeah, to go dude. play football, but then also come out and throw at least, you know, mid to upper eighties. Yeah. You know, what I do. Yeah, dude. That's like, it's funny you say that, man. Cause like I've, I used to weigh like, I think like, so I'm smaller than you. So I can't put on like, if I was, if I was 250 pounds, I'd be like morbidly obese. Like I would look awful right i think the hot the heaviest i got this is back when i was like playing this is probably like in 26 2015 2016 i was i was probably like 190 and i was throwing like low 90s i was i was throwing gas now you know i was throwing the other day i, I don't know if you see our content i was throwing to my actual yeah. roommate that was in college he played at utsa here in san antonio yeah i saw i saw him piecing you up a little Yo, bit he pieced he he pieced me up solid bro but like I was like, I'm getting shredded. I'm on like this cut because it's summer and I like to go run and do all that shit. So I'm, I'm cutting down so I can feel comfortable running with that shirt. And I'm throwing yeah. to this guy and I'm like 82. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like 83, 82. I'm like, what is happening? I don't have any velo. Luckily, my shit still like moves enough to where I could get him off balance. But I was like, 
I need to like, part of me is always like, I need to put on some mass and I need to throw hard, but then it's like, I don't want to look like shit, feel like shit. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. But, but anyway, so, so you, you do all this, you, you go up, you're starting to lose down again. You're starting to train accurately, learn how to move your body efficiently so that you can feel good, move good, play good, all the above, not slamming McDonald's. <laughs> so, so when did, when did all this stuff really start taking off? Cause I know that video, like the one I mentioned earlier was the one where you got pretty like every, that was like your viral video. That was like the one that got you going. When, when did this whole thing start picking up steam where you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm like, people are loving my shit. So, Hey, Drogo. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. On some bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I'd say when I hit 10 K like mm -hmm. yeah. on TikTok. So like I'd been building up and, um, you know, like one thing people always said is like your audience will tell you what they want. And so I was just trying to feed into what would give the numbers at right. first. And so mm -hmm. like simple little coaching videos, some like cute little TikTok audio stuff. Um, but then right before I hit 10K, I just like posted that first video. I'm like in my car, just got done with my first men's league game, went two for two, you know, like yeah, yeah. batting average, a thousand ERA, zero, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like and the numbers like did pretty well. And then I hit 10K and it was like for me the first time, like, okay, when someone clicks on my page now, it sounds stupid, but the social element of seeing that 10K, I'm, I'm inherently more valuable to somebody's like attention now. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this guy has 10,000 other people that say he's worthy of their attention. I will give him a chance now. So that like made me feel like, okay. I'm going to be whoever the fuck I want to be now. There you go. Yeah. And so I made a video saying like 10 K 10 K like being a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Started talking about the men's league stuff. People started eating it up and I started growing really fast. So I just mm -hmm. kept going with the like mega douchebag, super intense guy, like going to play in <laughs> men's league. And then, um, one thing I, I've told a few people months before any of it even started i saw this video of this fat dude like challenging the king of juco oh, and yeah? i see king of juco respond and this is literally like one of the first times i've ever heard of king of juco and he yeah. responds and he's like pull up pussy like blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> and i remember thinking in my head, dude i could get big enough on social media to fucking to do the same thing yeah and so i like started social media in part because of that and then months down the road i was like oh like I'm actually getting there. I've been doing the pitching training. I can throw kind of hard. I've mm -hmm. been throwing in men's league. Like my sliders coming back. Like I'm actually like in a good spot to do this right now. Yeah. So I took one of my buddy's phones and commented on my video to like set it up. When are we going to see the men's league champ versus the king of Juca? And so yeah, I yeah. typed that out like by hand, like exactly how I wanted it to look. And then I filmed the response video. Yeah. Guys like the king of Juco don't want to face guys like me and i just like i'm good with my words and so that's what i did was i just picked the best way to just like pick at him in every little way i possibly could mm -hmm. just you, you just have to be aggressive enough for him to notice you mm -hmm. because he's gonna then say all right pull up pussy and yeah. that's all i was waiting for mm -hmm. oh you don't think i'm gonna fly across the country to face you next week i've been waiting on this okay. for six months yeah, um, watch this, right? <laughs> so he did. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as I posted it, I texted my group of 13 new kids that I was coaching. And I was mm -hmm. like, hey, guys, go tag him. Go repost the video. Go comment. Go like it. Mm -hmm. It hits the algorithm immediately. It's got hundreds of thousands of views within the day. He sees it. He makes a response video. Mm -hmm. Pull up. I'll face you right, right now. 
And I literally DM him that day. And I'm like, word, let's set something up. Like yeah. I'm free. <laughs> and so then he responds, we start getting stuff set up. And um, I was working at the facility at the time, mm-hmm. uh, training kids, working with that 13U team. <clears throat> and then I just took a job at DBAT, which is like, I don't know if y'all have DBAT. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was really like just trying to get everything started. But when that happened, that was my like, nah, Your I've moment, got, right? I, yeah. I have quit my jobs. I've got money that that year that I was just working um, mm-hmm. right after college baseball, I saved up like $10,000 and it was there like, all right, we're doing this. Like, mm-hmm. this is the chance. Um, and so I went out there and, you know, like it was awesome. Obviously I lost. Um <laughs> like that was that moment where I just knew and so like since then there's been a lot of ups and downs obviously like some people who've been following they've seen me like post like hey guys I have to quit and go get a real job yeah Um, I saw that video that that made me sad bro I was like god dang dude like but that's like real life man but I was like I know you asked for like that crowdfunding I was like please your god help this guy because the content is just phenomenal like we got to keep this rolling yeah I bet it did it was it was crazy because like that was um that was a really humbling moment where it's like, you know, I don't like to ask for people to help me, especially financially, just Mm -hmm. to straight up say, give me your money. Um, But that was my way of saying like, dude, I'm defeated in this. I can't, Mm -hmm. I have nothing left to give to this. It's hard to be passionate and care and do all this. And like, it's just not working out when Mm -hmm. I know the people love what I'm doing, Yeah. but I just wasn't like finding anything, um, you know, financially. Yeah, and people sent me like fifteen hundred dollars total. Damn, that's not bad. And so that was we were on the West Coast, living out of the trailer, filming content with a bunch of people. And that was enough money to get me back home, um, without going into debt. And right. I was like, not sure. As soon as I <clears throat> counted up that money and realized I had fifteen hundred, I get a phone call from my mom saying, "Hey, I'm not sure what's up, but you guys are getting like a thirty-seven hundred dollar tax return out of nowhere." Blah blah. And I was like, okay, bet. I get off the phone with her, open up TikTok. I have a DM from Tread Athletics. They saw my video saying, Mm -hmm. I'm out of money. Send me money so I can go keep training, maybe even at Tread. And Tread's like, hey, what's your phone number? Let's talk. So I now had $5,000 that just showed up out of nowhere. And then Tread Athletics hits me up while I'm already living out of a trailer on the West Coast. So we Mm -hmm. come back. And we just go straight to North Carolina. Um, that's badass, dude. Park that guy there. And now like that's where we're living while I'm doing this. <laughs> just kind of one of those things where it's like, God didn't necessarily give me the $100,000 check that says, hey, you're going to be able to do this for years and years. Yeah, yeah. He gave me enough to say, hey, the next step is provided for. Go down there, network, meet people, build off their brand, get better mm-hmm. at baseball. Um, so... Kind of yeah, important. man. Well, tread treads up there, man. I know, I know a lot of pro guys that do their stuff at tread. Like tread, we got there's a tread out in East Texas over here. It's kind of far from here, but like, buddy of mine, we've had on the podcast. So we're we're kind of sponsoring him a little bit. His name's Riley. Plays for Clayburn over here in Texas, and he does all his stuff at tread. I know a lot of dudes. Tread is legit, bro. Tread is the real deal. They're legit. Yeah. So, so you you traveled it to tread, and what? So, so as you're doing this. Is there? I and mean, I have to ask because it's just out of curiosity. Because even if I was like throwing ninety again, I'd be like, hey, I. Maybe, right? Is there any thought thought of you like maybe continuing to play at some point or like maybe giving it one last shot? Um, a little bit not 
not at the super serious level yeah only because i've kind of seen what it can do to my mental health and um mm-hmm. yeah being at the point that i've got a wife and a kid now it's, it's kind of yeah. like um you know to me the biggest thing that i felt like god showed me through this whole thing was like hey i told you your platform to influence people was going to be baseball Mm-hmm. But through the college baseball experience, I felt like he made it clear. It's not because you're the best athlete in the world. Mm-hmm. You're actually more relatable because you're not the best athlete in the world. Right. And I feel like me, not that I'm, you know, I'm obviously have some athletic capacity, but just me being a little bit of a regular dude and like just going out and making content. I feel like that's a big part of why people can relate to it because it makes them feel like I can just go have fun. I don't have to be throwing 95. Um, yeah. But that being said, like, yeah, whenever I put on all that weight and I got up to 90, I thought about it. Whenever I get accepted to come train with Tread for a few months, you know, you think you about it. You got to think about it. Yeah, there's no way you and, don't. The one thing I've told people is like, if I can get my arm healthy and my mechanics cleaned up and I can sit like 88, like, because – same thing. Like I know my, my pitches move. I can pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I've seen. I've seen, bro. You got that that snapdragon thing. That curveball you throw is filthy, yeah. dude. It's filthy. So that's that's what I, I I live off of. And so it's like, okay, if I can get up to a reasonable velo, I've thought about going and playing indie ball, but mm-hmm. not from the stance of like, hey, I want to make it to the MLB. What I've been telling people is like, I'm trying to find an indie ball team where it's like the perfect balance between like. All right, their stadium and their facilities look legit enough that if I film and document the whole thing, people will be there. like, oh, he's playing professional baseball. Mm-hmm. But, like, relaxed enough that, like, I can go out there, mic'd up, say some dumb shit, act like the idiot that I am. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then I get bored. Hey, here's a fastball. See what you're going to do with it. And, like, not have a manager come out on the field and say, what the hell are you doing? What, yeah, like, we exactly. We'll do that here, boy. You know, like yeah. – I think, um, I think my, if that's the case, I don't think that that's the thing about indie ball, bro. I don't know. Is the, are there, have, I'm sure you've been doing research about it. Are there teams that are, that are willing to let you do that besides like the Savannah bananas who are like I've had, changing the game, but I've had multiple, probably like three or four different people reach out to me um, already and say, Hey, we want you to come play for us. But mm-hmm. like a lot of times it's like, I think several of the teams are in the Pecos league, which I know is like one of the like lower tier um, indie ball leagues, which again, like I have no problem with that, but it's like, I know a lot of them are on the West coast, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not worth it for me to drag my wife and kid around in this trailer anymore. Dude, this trailer, it's a 24 foot trailer. And I don't know what you know about travel trailers. Oh man. I have, I got some stories that once you finish out, I got some stories for you, man. Four of those feet are the hitch. So you're really mm-hmm. working with 20 and some of that storage and it just, and then we've got no slides and my wife is 5'11". And so it's not exactly easy. And so you, you just, tough, after the third month, that trailer space just starts to shrink in on you. Um, so, I mean, anything where we have to travel, is pretty much a, a, a hard pass for me, but yeah. I've had teams kind of say like, they want me to come out, have fun, film and, help blow up their social media stuff. And I think it's actually because they see stuff like the Savannah oh, yeah. and they oh, realize yeah. like, wow, people just want baseball to be fun. And I think mm-hmm. that some of those teams in the Pecos have the freedom to take themselves less serious mm-hmm. and say, Hey, we've got guys who are still trying to make it and we'll let them 
be serious, but like on the side, we can run our organization from the standpoint of like, Hey, let's bring in fans. Let's have, yeah, dude, it's a business. Regardless how you look at it. It's like, if you're going to bring in fans, you're going to bring in traction engagement. Like, why wouldn't you just like, Hey, we'll get this guy. He still can play. He can still play. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do every now and then get a clip before you. Yeah. So like, so, so had you had you, okay, real quick, but we talk about the trailer because trailers are wild. I have a, my buddy actually lived in one not too long ago, terribly long ago, which I saw I couldn't do it, bro. I could not do it. No way I could do it. But so when, so had you lived in a trailer before? No, never. No. Before, so. Damn. Um, I mean, and there were a few years where we were like kind of poor growing up. So mm-hmm. like the whole minimalist mindset, the whole like making sacrifices, doing what you have to do kind of thing mm-hmm. wasn't really new to me. Like I've, yeah. um, which is crazy because like my parents are like kind of fucking loaded now. Um, <laughs> with, so it's like, off, baby. Yeah. And so like, I, I, I don't really have a hard time dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was just like, we were in this, um, like I said, I've had my ups and downs with the content thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of men's league, I went way too hard in the playoffs and I blew up my arm. Like Damn. I'd, been, I'd been throwing like two innings at a time in men's league. And then oh, I wow. went up to Juco, and that was 10 at-bats, and I threw every pitch as hard as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, and he didn't show it, like, at the end of the video for content purposes. I, like, walked him at the end and then mm-hmm. walked again and again. Like, I just lost it. My velo went from, like, 87, 89 to, like, 82, 84. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I just wasn't built for that, like, that yeah. longevity. Um, yeah. And so then after that, every game I pitched another just, like, two innings, two innings, two innings. And then we get to the playoffs and I threw seven innings, like just through the CG, got the shutout, threw every pitch as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. And I was just vibing. I was like, oh, we're great. And then like the next week I was in like the third inning and I felt some like muscles start to seize mm-hmm. up in my forearm. Mm-hmm. And I tried to pitch through it and then I pulled myself. And I like remember yeah. looking at it was against Purple Team, who was like the rivals of my yeah. league. Yeah. At point. And I looked at one of the guys and I was like, bro. It's just not worth me hurting myself. It's not. No, it's worth not. Me it's not. Yeah. And so after I, I said that, as I pulled myself out of the game, and then we let some dude come in to pitch who's on our team. He like walks the house, <laughs> lets them lets them tie the game up, and then some of the guys are looking at me, and I was like, maybe it is worth hurting my arm. Fuck it. <laughs> and so I came back in the game. Oh shit! And the worst part of what, the worst part of it all is that. Not only did I hurt my arm, but I gave up a walk-off double, um, like with the arm just hanging. So it's not even like I could say like, "Oh, it was worth it." It like wasn't, it wasn't even worth it. Wasn't, it. it wasn't in any capacity worth it. Um, but yeah, just like blew up my arm, and then took several months off. Um, you know, just trying to let it heal. Realized that it was like a deeper injury than that. I wasn't going to be able to take time off. Yeah. started rehabbing it things came back together it was just very up and down like yeah i've been able to work around the injury i've got back up to 90 but it just hasn't been the same level of, of like electric whippy feel mm-hmm. there's doesn't feel right still, yeah yeah there's still something wrong and, and treads helped me like kind of dive into that through a lot of the stuff they've taught me yeah um but yeah so one of the times that i hurt my arm i was just kind of in this phase of like damn like this is it like i'm not making any money I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm struggling to make content right now. I'm struggling to stay emotionally involved in this. Like I felt like a failure and I was about ready to just quit. And then 
I just kind of got that one last surge of like, okay, if you're going to do this, like if you're going to quit, give it one more push. And that one more push was let's buy a trailer. Let's drive out to the West coast and let's collab with all of these dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Jake Savicki, coach rack, uh, John Sintes, Esim, Steven Kinez, all those guys. Um, And so that's how the trailer thing happened was just like, I've got to make this happen. And luckily my wife is amazing and supportive and was just like, I think she was also just like, Hey, we're going to the West coast for a month. Like I'm down. Let's go. Right. She's probably pumped living with my parents for so long that she was just like our own space, you know, like, cool. Like it just sounds like vacation to me. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's wild, man. Like, but like, that's, I I view like, especially like you and Eric Sam, I view all you guys, whether or not, like you guys might not see it that way, but y'all are basically like, I, I view you as artists and like everything you do is like, you're going to have ups and downs. That's just part of the journey of what you're doing. So that doesn't really surprise me that you'd have that. I know like it could get hard and, and all that stuff, but as long as like you keep going, like it's in your blood, bro. Like this is in your blood to do this. So there, I, I don't see, like, I, I figured you go through some downs, but you'd, you'd come back up eventually. I figured like this guy's no, there's no way this dude's just going to stop making content. There's just no way in hell. But so the yeah. trailer, bro. So the trailer, man. So my buddy, actually it is wild so when we played i played junior college out in this it, this is going to sound ridiculous it's called lufkin texas bro so it's in the middle of nowhere where i met the guy i was throwing to last week he was my roommate solid dude i played with a bunch of really solid guys one guy plays with the rangers now we were pretty stacked that that junior college is pretty stacked and we all moved back to san antonio where i lived because they ended up going at all places at utsa so they're all playing over there and my buddy he, he finished his school or whatever and he's like I'm going to buy a trailer and then I'm going to use it as an investment property. And we were just kind of like, what, what are you like? What are you talking about, bro? Like you live in like the nicest part of San Antonio, like the most, ri- like his, he's comes from a loaded family. So he was living like in these really bougie ass apartments, like really nice at the time. Like, like it was ridiculous. Right. And he all of a sudden goes from living in this like beautiful, like apartment, like super nice, the nicest amenities, and then he goes to a freaking trailer living with two guys. So two dudes were living in that trailer and it was brutal, bro. I remember going in there and I was like, and these guys are bigger. They're like six, four, six, five dudes. One guy's like really heavy. So like, these are big dudes living in a trailer. That's got one bedroom and one dude's living on the couch. And I was like, yeah, guys, y'all are, uh, this is too much for me. I don't, I don't know how, we're, <laughs> how y'all are doing this, man. So I know how small that trailer can really that, get, man. That is tough. And, and it's like, it's one thing, you know, our trailer isn't huge. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, okay, so people are, you know, complaining about the economy and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to find housing. If I was a single dude and I had a job and I could buy a trailer like the one we've got right now and live out of it and find some RV park to pay a couple hundred dollars a month to store it there. Mm-hmm. It really isn't terrible. If you understand how to live within your means, like right. there really right. is enough space for you to do everything you need to. As soon as you add one extra body in there, as soon as you add two extra bodies Changes in the there, game, dude. that air, that air starts to get real thick, real fast. <laughs> oh yeah. That space starts to close in. You know, you're, I, I love my wife. She is the love of my life. But when she is standing in that 18 inch hallway and I'm trying to get past and she's just standing there, not getting out of my way. I've never hated another individual more <laughs> in my life. It's I think just, that would happen with anybody. You get tired of some people, man. You're that dude, close to them. And that was one thing my dad told me before we left on the trip. Like mm-hmm. he told me like five different times because he didn't think I was listening. He just kept saying, "Hey, man, I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of couples. I've seen a lot of couples get divorced living in trailers." <laughs> and it's like we, 
I really think we've grown closer through the whole experience. Oh, I bet. I Just bet. Had a ton of time to ourselves. We've always been living with other people. Mm-hmm. But I totally get it. I could see how, like, if I was in a bad place in life, if she was in a bad place in life, if oh, we yeah. were, if the baby's screaming, like, I could see a lot of people just going at it. It Losing is a yeah. shower, dude. I can't stand up straight in the shower. I bet you can't, dude. I bet it's like you have to kind of get in there. I want to say the tub at the bottom is legit like two to two and a half feet by like one and a half feet. And then when you stand up, it's like there's like a vent in the ceiling and my head fits perfectly in there. And then it like mats my hair down. And I can stand up straight briefly, but then the shower head is like right here. And so you have to like – that's rough. That's tough. Hey, but it's gritty, man. You know, makes the story better in the future. Dude, right? I'm sure it's worth it, dude. I'm sure you're sitting doing all this shit and you're like, this is as tough as it may seem, it's all worth it, dude. There it has to be. It's fun. I I know you're having fun. There's no way you're not, dude. Like yeah, traveling still, to play baseball, it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And the view is awesome. Like the place we're at in North Carolina. I did like a day in the life video on my TikTok a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and like right outside our front porch, it's just like gorgeous like so it's it's still an awesome experience i'm trying to soak it in as much as i can you know how often are you gonna live in a trailer with a wife and a baby when you're 24 just getting to play baseball and make these stupid videos you know (laughs) i bet so let me ask you this so i saw the video what happened with your pants in the washing machine and you're like hopefully no one comes near me and smells (laughs) my pants i was like what the fuck is going on i don't know what happened like we used um one of the community like a lot of these rv parks will have like a laundry room Mm -hmm. and i i do not know what happened if like some meth head left like a dead bird in their pocket when they washed it or something i'm just saying something had to happen because the smell that was like lingering on that load of clothes was just terrible and it was one of those smells where it like it's not terrible you don't notice it until you start sweating yes and then, and it, then like, it comes and like exposes it yeah 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 bro and and i don't know what it is i've just like always been super insecure about smells like Same, i dude. do not like to smell bad like i you mm-hmm. know and, and just being a a big sweaty guy like i've just always tried to stay on top of it if i like if i've had coffee I like, I will talk sideways to people. You like, know, coffee breath. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I do not want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm in this new place. I'm in a, I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm in this huge facility with this massive brand and all these big pitching minds. And it's this, and I'm the guy that's coming in to do all these things. And like, there's a lot of people meeting me and like mm-hmm. saying hi, and there's a lot of excitement and energy. And it's like week two or three, and I'm still very yeah. new there. Yeah. And I'm just sweating one day. And like, I'm probably like two hours into my day already. And like mm-hmm. three separate times, I've been doing my like soft tissue work, my corrective warm up. Mm-hmm. And I would go, like, who the fuck is that smell? And like, like I'm sitting there in my head going, like, one of these dudes needs to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'm like sniffing my shirt because like mm-hmm. that's usually the issue. Like I'd have athletic shirts in college that like don't smell, oh, yeah. you start to sweat, and then it mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And I'm going, nope, shirt's good, shirt's good. And then I bend over to tie my shoes when I like there put it on is. the shirt, yeah. and my nose hits my sweats, and I was like, oh my god, it's me, it's me. I'm the smell. I'm like, the guy immediately i went into the content room because like those are some of the guys i like i'm closest with at that Mm -hmm. point in time um just having to work directly with them send them a lot of my videos 
and it's in this like enclosed little office, not a lot of airflow. It gets a little warm in there as is. Mm-hmm. I had been in there showing them a video and I'd been like six inches away from multiple. Oh, I walked back in there and I was like, could y'all sw- smell my sweatpants? And like, you're hoping for this answer. They say, huh? no. what are you talking about? Oh, 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 no, I didn't notice. Literally. Did y'all smell my sweatpants? Yeah. Like, like that. And I was like, no, like, come on. <laughs> At least it they was... were nice enough not to say anything. I mean, it could have been like, oh, bro, you yeah. smell like shit. <laughs> yeah. Jamal was like, he's like, I just thought you'd been grinding, man. Like, and I was like, okay, I can at least respect that. Um, but yeah, though. like for me in those situations, it's always a lot easier to like make a joke about it on social media. Yeah. So people know like, Hey, <laughs> I don't usually smell like shit. I know. I think you said that. I was like, and I knew he had just started and I was like, man, what a way to start. <laughs> like, of course that happens. Right. So, so let, let's get in a little bit about tread, man. So, so what, what, what is the date? I know you say you're working out there. Is it five days a week you work out at tread? About so, this last week was like my first four day week, but for the most part, it's been five days. Um, and honestly, like this is, I, I just completed my fifth week there. I have yet to do every single thing that is on my program because okay. like I'm not gonna lie it is a lot but that's one of the things that like there's two ends to it on one end like you can do 80 percent of the shit that you're given because you're a human being and things slip through the cracks yeah. and you have other things to do and you're still gonna get a lot better mm-hmm. and then also like that's a big reason why not every tread story is a success story because mm-hmm. like and that's the reason why every kid that says they want to play pro ball doesn't go play pro ball because like at the end of the day, you can have the gurus hand you the perfect workout program. That's actually why I made that video a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I can hand you the perfect workout program, but unless you're willing to do a B C D, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get there. Um, Oh yeah. For me right now, one thing I told them is like, I'm not trying to do a ton of weightlifting. I'm trying to back off on that, um, but I still need to maintain some strength levels, get it back because I didn't work out for the month and a half I was out west. Um, So I am lifting Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Okay. Um, I'm throwing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays and Fridays are supposed to be higher intent days, Um, but we're having to like – kind of dial back on that just because of my arm like mm-hmm. when i was out west in the month before that i threw one time a week and it was the day of live abs like yeah. my body just wasn't prepared for that much volume yeah and i hadn't been working out and it had just been resting and i'd been doing a little bit too much of west coast activities if that makes any sense <laughs> i got you yeah um, and uh so i've had to back off on that i'm supposed to do some like speed work and sprints on wednesdays um every single day of the week like five days a week when you show up soft tissue work and correctives mm-hmm. they say it should take you anywhere between like you know 30 to 45 minutes to do both of those which like it's about accurate but because i'm only there for a few months and because i'm really trying to soak it in and make a big yeah. jump like yeah. how my body feels i've been it's it probably takes me closer to an hour which is like that's really hard mentally to commit to like over that's a tough, long period yeah. of time like every day that i show up here my warm-up my get ready to do other stuff it's it's literally my warm-up before my dynamic warm-up mm-hmm. that takes me an hour it's kind of hard to stomach sometimes but you know that's that's part of the recipe is like yeah um you know that month out west being in that trailer being in the car all the time 
I just got so tight right here. And um, I saw Devin Hayes, like, uh, after a week or two that I'd been there, he was like, dude, you're getting taller every single day that you're here. Because everything just, like – You're just straightening up. Yeah, your posture is yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of my correctives were, like, in this neck. And just from the perspective of, like, how are you supposed to, you know, hold this front side closed as you're going towards the plate and still pick up your target if your neck can't move at all? Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing I've noticed already in the first five weeks is, like – and that's one thing I've been telling kids is – that's one of the things that I think makes tread so special. And again, like, yeah, it's, I'm only five weeks in, I'm not going to say they're the king of the world. Like right, I yeah. don't necessarily know, but like as an objective observant mind, I know the human body. I know sports. I know biomechanics to a degree. Um, that's what makes them so special is that without the coach, they would get you better. If they literally like did your movement assessment took what parts of your body are moving wrong. They plug that in to their proprietary system that mm -hmm. says, okay, they're not moving well here. Prescribe them these corrective movements, which right. they're going to put them in and there's going to be an embedded link that takes you to their YouTube channel and explains it. And yeah. then, Oh, they're weak in this movement, give them this workout. And so just their, their computer system, just plugging in ones and zeros can tell you, how to fix your movement, um, you know, capacity, and then how to build up some strength and more movement capacity, um, yeah. mobility, and all that in the weight room. I think that is a huge thing that, you know, it's going to get people better no matter what. And then on top oh, yeah. of that, the throwing program that gets a little bit more tailored to you as you go, as your coach watches you throw. And then the coaches themselves, like there's just oh, yeah. so many coaches there that are like, also different and so i'm working with austin rourke um aero throws on socials and he's incredible he's like a very detailed mechanical guy mm -hmm. but it's nice like whenever i'm around there just because i'm there for two months i'm trying to just take as much information back yeah. as i can with me absolutely i'm talking to these other coaches all the time like not even about me just about baseball, baseball. Yeah. asking them questions ask them stuff about pitching what do you think about this 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 um, and there's just so many dudes who have so many different specialties. You can see some guys, they're more of just like a pitching coach. Like I'm going to coach you to actually pitch in a game. There are some guys who are a little more throwing coaches. There's some guys who are a little more data coaches, you know, usage, spin mm -hmm. rate, pitch design. Um, and mm -hmm. I just, I think it's really cool how well-rounded their system is. And how oh yeah. That's insane though, dude. Like all those different, like people don't think about that. Cause I used to go to a trainer, man. Like what you're saying about that 30 to 45 minute dynamic warm up before you even like get into like another warm up. We used to, he used to have us, you know, I, I went to a train, I went to him and I actually interned there and we actually, I got to train professional athletes. Cause he used to have guys like that all the time over here. And I used to always try to skip out of those. <laughs> I would always try to rush through cause I just hated doing that whole, like the i think at the time it was like you roll out you do like breathing exercises you do like core oh, movements you do all yep. these crazy movements and then and then you can pick up like i think like a pvc pipe and then you start stretching another party and i was just like dude and at the time i was kind of like i just want to work out man like this is taking me like an hour before i even hit like yep. the workout like this is this is insane so i know exactly what you mean yeah and so that was one thing that like I also mentioned like, okay, well, you know, we're human beings and there's only so much you can, you know, do. And so that was one thing that like, sorry. Oh, no, you're good, bro. Getting out of the sun. So I don't burn. <laughs> I'm pretty pasty. Um, so Hunter Townsend, he's one of the coaches there. I, uh, I remember asking him like my, 
my first week, probably like second or third day, I'm like going through the correctives and it's like, it is overwhelming at first, the amount of information they drop on you, Mm -hmm. which like to a degree, if you're paying that much money to go train somewhere and it's not overwhelming, if it's comfortable, if you're used to it, Mm -hmm. what are you getting out of it? Like, yeah. You, you, it should be uncomfortable. You should feel overwhelmed yeah. because you have not been under this workload before or else you wouldn't need them. You, you know, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm feeling that way and it's just so much to take in and I'm trying to take notes on my phone and all this stuff. And I just ask him like, Hey, from the human element perspective, the days that I come in here and I'm trying to skip through some stuff and I'm trying to, you know, enjoy myself or I'm trying to get out of here early Mm-hmm. What's the most important stuff? And he was able to kind of say like, Break it down in, in my you, yeah. case, he was saying the neck was a super important one. And I kind of took that as my whole spine. So I've got like a whole spinal hygiene thing, oh, but shit. I've also got like a cervical routine. Mm-hmm. And so that for me is like one of my biggest ones that I really like hammered every day. And it was that feel of like, God, I have to do all of this before I can even throw. But mm-hmm. like, seriously, like within the five weeks that I've been there, I feel noticeably taller. Like I took a deep breath yesterday and yep. I just felt like I was just like, I'm, I'm just feeling new ranges of motion coming back. Yeah, you're, It was almost like your tension probably is just kind of like down. Right. Dude, yeah. I, and I also thought about it. Like I went from two Oh five to two fifty in two and a half months. And there was a yeah. lot of growing just like, and, and I, the reason I don't always like weightlifting is because when I like weightlifting, I, I like it too much. And Load I like it I like to bring out the dragon. Mm-hmm. And so like when I'm getting under heavy weight, I'm <clears throat> and, and it's just yeah. like just all that, like mm-hmm. all the time. I'm finally just getting back to just relaxing, being yeah. dude, just relaxing. Um, and so that feels it feels great. I bet, dude. So, so let's, so we'll talk, we'll kind of move away from the weightlifting. I don't want to, we're not going to make a whole tread athletics, you know, <laughs> uh, a whole promo video for tread. No, I know tread's legit and they're doing some great stuff. And like I said, I've known a lot of guys that train there. So I'm sure they're getting you right. I'm sure they are. Um, so I know like there's been a shift. I noticed like you're doing a lot more instructional videos on like why you might suck pitching or why you might suck hitting. How, how has, what was the, I guess like, and obviously I, I know content, like obviously you provide value, your audience is going to reward you with, with what you want. So I see like, what's your point is like, I'm going to provide value to people and it'll, it'll boost. What, what was the, the overall goal? Was it like, okay, I, I've, I've kind of done the crazy shit. I'm going to keep doing the crazy shit, but I also want to put this like coaching aspect. Cause you did say you, you coached and I know you went with RAC and we're trying to get him on here as well. I've, I've been talking to him. We're trying to schedule that out. He's a good dude. Yeah, um, what, yeah, he's, he knows what he's talking about. So what was, is there, is that something you're going to try to continue doing is like kind of bring a more coaching element to your content? Yeah. So that was one of like the initial things that I did with my page was like, um, some like in this backyard, there's like a lot of those coaching videos where mm-hmm. the production quality was literally set up my phone on tripod and just talk to the camera, make a few little cuts, post mm-hmm. edit on TikTok. Um, but like I, I did get away from that because I really loved the like being me and being a character and being yeah, a personality yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. It's, it's mm-hmm. very freeing because I did spend like, I spent the majority of my life. I've always been this guy, but I can only like let it out around the right people or certain right. environments because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, you want to play professional baseball. You want to play college baseball. You have to protect your image. Like mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was in ninth grade, when fine was a thing <laughs> yeah. I walked the room and I looked at my dad and I was like, Hey dad, I'm going to, I'm going to be social media famous. And he was like, what? And he was like, 
if you want to play college baseball, that's not a smart idea. And but, yeah. but I just always had that set in me like mm-hmm. this. I want to be this like I want to put yeah. myself out there. So once I tasted that, I just like went full tilt into it and it made me blow up and I was getting a ton of followers. And I think there were a lot of dudes like us who like played ball and are able to watch some of my crazier videos. And it just makes you feel like you're hanging out with the boys. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that because I felt like I was giving the world something pure and true. Whereas, and not to knock these guys in any way, but like, um, you know, Sim, he's still pretty bro-y, but mm-hmm. I think he's got a little bit of that professionalism. Mm-hmm. Robbie Rowe, um, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of that professionalism and not knocking them in any way. Um, right. Like, I just wanted to be something that was like the most authentic, real, You, this is just dudes being bros. Yeah. Um, but that's great for growth and that's great for building a community. But that was part of the reason why I wasn't making any money. Like, there are companies who want to work with that guy, mm-hmm. but you don't make that kind of money until you're the size of King of Juco. Right. Um, but, like, at my size, to make the money, you have to be more professional. And talking to Coach Rack was one of the people that, like, put it into perspective. He was one of those guys when I was in California saying, like, dude, I think I'm done. Like, I just can't, can't do this wow. to my family anymore. He sat me down and was, like, walking me through financial stuff in the game and saying, like, dude, you've got it. You just need to hold out. You need to keep grinding. You need to keep doing this, this, this. And, um, and funny enough, it was actually like, I was still struggling with that, but working with tread, they like, when I sat down with them the first time I said, okay, you guys have a professional brand and I want to protect that. Right. I need you guys to draw a hard line in the sand that I cannot cross a hard line. Cause wherever mm-hmm. that line is, I'm going to be right up against <laughs> yeah yeah don't give me it so they gave me some guidelines within the first week and um fortunately for me like i struggle as a creative mind as an artist to rein in that creativity that fun that spunk because i want to be authentic but it's like there's just certain things you can't say if you want companies to work with you and so that's one thing i've been doing is like feeling like i failed and like giving up on social media the reason I returned was, okay, so if I'm done with it as a passion, as a like creative mind, if if I'm done with that, what am I going to do? Okay, well, I'm going to go get a job and take care of my wife and kid. Well, okay, what's my plan for the future? Save up, invest. How do I get to a farm? Whatever. Like the content, I just realized this is the most valuable asset I have to mm-hmm. grow wealth and become financially independent and take care of my family. So. Yeah. I kind of went back in from a different mindset of like, okay, this is professional this time. Mm-hmm. And Fred has helped rein me in and show me the guidelines of that. And so that was kind of the idea is like, okay, let's get back to being something professional every now and then I'm still going to drop those videos that make dudes, you know, laugh and smile mm-hmm. and five years, 10 years down the road when I'm making enough money off of YouTube revenue and all these other things where I can just completely be me it's going to get more wild than it's ever been. Like, Oh yeah. It's all you then at that point. Yeah. That are like borderline cancelable, but it's going to take me five years to become financially independent enough. And so stepping back saying, Hey, let's do some coaching and, and, you know, giving back, you know, I do have a lot of good knowledge. I might not be an MLB player, but I know what I'm talking about because I sucked so much. I had to go learn how to fix every single problem. 
Um, I do have, you know, anatomy and physiology um, degree and, and I understand all the, the workings of the body and I have communication skills. So it's like, all right, if I have these things, let's use that to help, exactly. Out, exactly. Use that to help my brand. Um, and I've been trying to keep some of my own flair to it with the intros. Here's why you start the pitching. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like I'm still – I don't want to completely just like try to steal Coach Rack's thing and be like – Yeah, hey, yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, but the funny thing about that, and you say that like baseball as a whole, like you even have pro guys that are doing the content thing. Like I know Trevor Bauer's got his up and downs, but he does the vlog thing and the content. And like mm -hmm. Eric Sims doing all this stuff with pro guys. And, you know, he has guys going in there like Ben Joyce. All these guys are going in there and throwing stuff. And like, I mean, you've got you've got Michael Lorenzen. I don't even know where he plays now, but he does the whole vlogging thing with the, and like baseball in itself is turning into like what you're doing, which is like it's interesting. So I think like you're saying on five years, I you know I should take it more professional, but I'm like, people are moving towards the more like let's make this fun again, and that's that's yeah. exciting, man. Like that's like for us. I don't know if you'd heard of Baseball Express before before I, I contacted you. I don't know if you'd heard of us, but that's kind of like we had some new guys come in and they're like we need to make this like fun like we need content we need podcasts we need youtube stuff and i'm like say less i can do this like we can, we can make some fun yeah. shit right but like like what you're saying like people that like, used to have this ideology that like baseball's got to be this in this box it's got to be this america's pastime super serious super getting very boring it's like now let's change it up a little bit let's and like now you have guys like yourself king of juco rac all these guys making these crazy funny videos about this game and it's like it's making it more fun and shedding more light on what makes baseball so awesome and in my opinion at least Yo, dude, that's that, and that's the thing is like, don't get me wrong. The beef between me and King Juco, like, in order for me to continue to grind and continue to work hard through all those ups and downs, yeah. I had to like emotionally convince myself to hate him. And like, as a competitor, yeah. the fact that I don't like to lose when I lost to him, and then this time when he beat the shit out of me again, like, there was definitely some like actual hatred that developed. But that being said, like, I've got all the respect in the world for the guy because yeah. he was the trailblazer. He was mm -hmm. the guy that went yeah. out there and was like, I'm doing this for me. And people just loved it. And yeah. he, I, I don't remember exactly what video it was, but like, he was the guy that kind of showed me before I got back into it. Like, hey, I'm just doing this because I want to do it. And so, I mean, for that, I, I love the guy, respect him. And mm -hmm. it really is starting to move in that direction. And so, like, I'm super grateful for guys like him, guys like you doing this stuff that can oh, just, like, man. make it fun. Yeah, like, dude. I just, I hate the whole, like, just the whole unwritten rules thing, the whole, like, you can't have fun, you can't pimp a home run. Like, bro, if you hit a nuke off of me, I should have made a better pitch. Yeah, like, exactly. But you know, there's still guys in the league. There's still guys playing that take like like that can't handle it. Like I, I don't I don't I don't think I'll ever meet Madison Bumgarner, but the dude is the biggest sore loser. Like yo, the dude. Dude, I'm like, hey, guy hit a nuke, and he's trying to. If you hit a ball off him, that's like hit too hard. Oh, he's gonna try to kick your ass. I'm just like, dude, this, then quit playing the game, bro. If you're so mad that someone else is gonna be good too, like what the hell's your problem, dude? Like, I can't stand guys like that, dude. It's so weird because like as a competitor. He's probably one of my favorite people I've ever watched just because he's got that fire. And then he'll do yeah. something like that. That'll just make me be like, bro, come, come on. on. Like, I love you, but you're making me hate you. Yeah. But I just think there's some people like that, that like, and I think you see it a lot with like great athletes when they get into trouble off the field or they have character issues like that. Yeah. A lot of the times that's what makes them a great athlete mm -hmm. is like, buddy does not have an off switch. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I would be willing to bet that if him and his two-year-old daughter are having a race out in the yard, he's gonna stiff arm that bitch into the ground. Oh yeah, like, he's gonna do some wild ass shit. You know who else comes to mind, dude? When I when you talk about the off switch and just absolutely not. Did you ever watch Yasiel Puig play, dude? Yeah, that dude scares the, the shit. I would be absolutely terrified to play against that man. <laughs> yeah. This guy's gonna come try to kill me or something. I don't and know. it's crazy because they almost had that fight. And when I think about like two human beings that I've seen on a sports field that I like, you know, I think as a man, every, every man can understand that. Like, I don't care if it's Goliath. I don't care if it's John Jones, Mm -hmm. if it's one V one, like I'm going to win. And you have to have that mindset, like whether it's a fight, whether it's whatever, but I think that there's also the capacity to say, all right, if there were two human beings that I've seen play baseball that I would not want to fight, Yasiel Puig and Madison Bumgarner are probably two of the guys that look that's, like that's top five. You're just like I'm not fucking with this guy. <laughs> yeah, they got a level of psycho that like I'd really have to bring it out. Like I'm yeah. I'm gonna have to be fighting to to take the dub there. <laughs> but yeah, man. So so you know we're approaching the hour mark, and I, I appreciate you for coming on, man. It's been an absolute blast, and I'll talk to you afterwards, man. We got some we got some stuff for you. We got some stuff we want to plan out. But so so you're working with Trevor for two months. And that's going awesome. What what was so the goal when you went to tread was I'm gonna go and throw hard because it's gonna benefit me and it's gonna benefit your career that you're that you're building right now, right? So what's what's coming up next? So and you don't have to release too much. I'm sure you want to keep it for your audience to keep things surprising or whatever. But you know we got guys that are like I can't tell you this. I, I'm doing this later, and then they'll announce it like two days later. I'm just like okay, whatever, bro. But <laughs> but so like what what's next? So what's the plan? Is it just to keep? pushing is there any chance that you might be coaching somewhere maybe at a more serious level to coach the youth because i see that you coached you know youth guys you're always throwing to high school kids and i'm sure you're an inspiration to yeah. them. but like what what's next um, for for the college burnout i don't think i want to get into like i'll probably start coaching like taking on some personal clients mm-hmm. um just like just to make some money just to give back a little bit um mm-hmm. share some of my knowledge i'm gonna keep doing the coaching content i think that like I used to do the coaching content, but doing it this way with the higher production quality, Much I think better, that's yeah. just a huge thing. Like, mm-hmm. And I will run out of that eventually, but I think it's nice because when you do a series where you can make a playlist, I can make these, here's why you suck at yeah. pitching, here's why you suck at hitting videos, and I can do 20 parts for each of them over the mm-hmm. course of a year, and I yeah. can stop and leave that in the past, and that'll still be valuable for the next 10 years until baseball oh, yeah. changes. Oh, yeah. That it is just not it'll live um, forever yeah so i can do some of that um i'm definitely like i said my buddy cam's building that new facility sauce athletics in buford um that's I'm a sick name by the way that's a oh, sick name dude. sauce and they, dude and they're like I, I i'm hearing they're gonna do it cool it'll be um a pretty big facility they're gonna have like black turf they're gonna have hit tracks they're gonna have all the Clean. stuff that i need so like aesthetically it's gonna be a great place to film and that'll be my home base um for the next however foreseeable future yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i'm really close to those guys and um i'm probably gonna get back to just doing a ton of live ab stuff um i haven't been able to pump out the live abs the past few weeks because i've been so overrun like filming at tread posting some of the stuff they want me to post and then my actual training and i live an hour away and you know it's hard bro it's hard it's a grind man it is um but I'll get back to that stuff. I've got I've I've had a ton of high school and college guys hit me up over the past three months while I've been out of town, and I just keep telling them, hey, like around June fifteenth, June fifteenth, I'll be <laughs> back in Georgia, and yeah. we're gonna get this rolling. So I've got like probably fifteen dudes that are just like 
waiting to come pitch to me, waiting to come hit off of me. So I, I think it's just going to be a lot of that. I think it's going to be like continue to coach, continue to do my motivational videos, continue to put out funny stuff, and just like be really consistent with that. Um, maintain somewhat of a professional image. Yeah, um, and then, like I said, I might do some indie ball stuff. Um, that would be sick. You know, like if I can find a team that's in the Georgia area. Um, I've actually had somebody's talk to me about this Savannah, um, Savannah Bananas. Um, Manny uh, uh, Rosario, he's okay. on TikTok. Mm -hmm. he, uh, he played with them, and he was saying, like, the party animals, like, wouldn't be a yeah. bad fit for me because they're it a wouldn't. little bit yeah. more like the villains, um, mm -hmm. and they can do stuff a little bit more on their own. I think I'd need another – six months of professionalism before they consider that yeah yeah uh, build it up get away from the like fuck yous and eat a dicks and yeah. stuff like that uh, that's fun though I, I i personally i don't think you should leave that i think i think the bigger you grow and the more content and value you provide someone will find a spot for that bro They're, they just will there's just there's too much attention on you right now for somebody to, shed, to just be like i don't like that part of you bullshit yeah and that, that's it. what i'm hoping because at the end of the day i just want to i want to get back to a place where i can be myself because i yeah. think that myself is what attracted these people like mm -hmm. i hate trying to squeeze myself into this corporate box um mm -hmm. but i get that it's necessary you know i got to make money um but once that money starts coming in yeah it's just like it's just gonna be dudes being bros and like i um oh which by the way i'm playing in like a pros versus bros game in north carolina in like a couple of weeks it's um oh, sick june 4th it's uh like eric sim he'll be on my team uh swing man um okay Adam yeah from, jeremy uh, five points vids is putting it on uh i think coach rack is trying to come out there um but yeah just a bunch of those dudes and we're playing against the burlington sock puppets and like an okay. exhibition game i'm supposed to start on the mound but like <laughs> dude, how are you feeling like, about that i it, it's one thing if i'd like been consistently training and lifting yeah, and, it's true. Like, game ready. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I felt game ready from a pitching standpoint, but then I shut it down to try to fuck with my mechanics. Yeah. Uh, and so now, like, the, you know, me and Aro got a couple weeks of work in, but then I realized, like, oh, God, I have this game. So we've been trying to ramp it back up, just trying to keep my arm healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get back into like working pitches. So next week, I'll throw my first live ABs. And nice. then a week later, I'll go start on the mound. And it's like, it's whatever, you know, like you just, you got that dog in you, you can throw some snappers like that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. You'll be good, bro. But yeah, man, that's, that's actually kind of sick. I might have to, are they, are they like live streaming it? Is it somewhere you can watch it? It's I'm sure he'll live stream it, but at the very least, um, Adam with five points vids, he's got like 365,000 subscribers on yeah. YouTube. So it'll be a huge thing whenever it gets um, posted. And then I'll have like, he said we could do tripods on field. So I'll probably like set up like, on like the warning track behind home plate and like mic myself up and record That's sick. just saying some outlandish shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Well, dude, thanks again for coming on, bro. We really appreciate it. Um, you don't have to take off right away. I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards and let you know what's going on. But, but yeah, guys, so this episode, like I said, this episode should be out, I think next Friday. So we'll have it out next Friday, put some clips out. It's going to be good. Um, if you want to, if you want to give your handles to anybody who doesn't know who you might be, it's all you right here, bro. At college underscore burnout uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, go look me up. If you're a very religious, strict Christian and you get easily offended, don't look me Probably up. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> uh, if you like to have fun, though, go check Let's me out. Let's do it, right? 
All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be sure to catch you in the next one. Thanks, guys.